and welcome to They Just Get It. I'm your host, Tyler Chisholm, and I'm excited as I always am. And I'm, I'm, a little, I'm excited, a little bit honored today. I've got Mr. Ryan Snow on the podcast with me. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm doing really well. Thank you. How are you, Tyler? I am fa- I'm fabulous, actually. I had the privilege of meeting Ryan, I don't know, maybe six weeks ago now. I don't know. Time is no time. Space is no space. It all kind of blends together. But Ryan, you work at Center for Wellness and Wellbeing. And I met you through a community of healers, a community of plant medicine, a community of people that I've been in touch with and anyone who's listened to the podcast, um, indirectly through Adele, indirectly through my experience with the Boga, but on my journey for evolution, transcendence, discovery of self, all those things that anyone who knows me knows that I've been on for years, I ended up chatting with Ryan. And we chatted probably, oh, a couple months, three, three, four months ago, and made an appointment to get together. And I had an amazing experience, which we'll get into a little bit later. But this isn't as much about my experience. This is about Ryan and his journey. So with that said, and setting the groundwork, Ryan, tell us a little bit about about you and kind of what what you do in in, in the world today. So uh, yeah, my name is Ryan. We I run the center, Center for Wholeness and Wellbeing. Um, I was uh, an Olympic ski coach and a high performance athlete for a long time. And um, going into one of the Olympics, uh, one of my athletes got really hurt, and I drove that incident into like this crazy depression and kind of got really lost in my life, and then ended up into a really bad addiction. Getting out of that addiction, um, I found the path of plant medicine and connection to my soul and all of these things that really brought this beautiful, um, I guess, tapestry to life and um, learned how, like going through that journey, how addiction really isn't dealt with in this whole way. It's like a really, um, well, it's the same system we've all been using since 1950, pretty much. And so designing a new system. Um, really healing people and reparenting them and helping them understand through a skill-based system um, how to actually heal yourself. And in that, uh, making people or ha- people are really happy and passionate as they get on the other side of their addiction. And it's actually, you know, it's not this lifelong thing. You can actually heal yourself and move forward in a real way. And in that, um, I serve people medicine. Um, in a spiritual way. Uh, we do this medicine here called 5-MeO-DMT. Uh, it, it comes from the Sonoran Desert Frog. Um, and yeah, it offers people um, an experience to see how they can fit into the world with a little bit more ease and kind of yeah, take I, some I, I of like the that. pressure off of um the guilt and shame spirals you know you can get in touch with what unconditional love really means some of these things well so many layers to the story you just unfolded but i'm gonna i want to pull on a few couple threads one word addiction i think it's a very powerful word i think it also gets thrown around pretty loosely i had someone say to me years ago in a coaching environment they're like tyler we're all addicted to something just because it's not a destructive drug substance that you're maybe on the street and it's alcohol and which is maybe a common addiction that we've all experienced and unfortunately probably in a family setting or someone close to us there was an alcohol addiction and now of course you can't turn on the tv without seeing about an opioid addiction but they 
they, you know, this, this, this coach at the time, she's like, well, you might be addicted to work. You might be addicted to sex. You might be addicted to going to shopping. Like there was uh, these things that you use to fill these gaps or these holes or these imbalances in your life. So yeah. coming off and also in playing in the world of sports and being involved in fitness and the fitness industry, I did over the years have met a handful of individuals that had performed at a very high level of sport and somewhere along the way fell off the path and got into substance abuse. So maybe just talk a little bit about even the word addiction and addiction as a concept and maybe just how it relates relates to maybe moving from one addiction which kind of is perceived as positive which is hard training and performance which our society kind of elevates and and showcases and celebrates to like oh geez that person had too many drinks at a party now they're an addict and we kind of we're going to shun them over over here right um yeah so addiction to me is um a destructive a behavior that's become destructive to your lifestyle and okay. that comes in various degrees, yeah. right? And um, it all stems from us trying to, well, it served a purpose for you at one point. It actually did make you feel better at some point. And then when it runs away and takes over your life is when it becomes an addiction. Okay. Um, this is always, well, not always, I guess I should say, but majority of the time is tied to some sort of self-regulation issue or trauma experience in a, at a young age and your body and the way your brain works and that regulatory system gets overwhelmed and we get lost in the overwhelm and we aren't making conscious thought anymore the only thing that we want is to feel a little better and that mm, feeling okay. a little better gets swallowed with substances or behaviors that are not beneficial to us and what we can do now and what we have more understanding of is that we, well, we're humans and we are able to evolve and ascend and transform ourselves. And that, I think, has been a huge paradigm shift, especially in the medical world where we always thought our brains were fixed and our, yeah. like we always took like training as our muscles and stuff that, okay, we can train our bodies to be big and strong, but you could actually do the same thing with your emotional regulation and your um, ability to relate and communication and all of these other aspects of ourselves, they're actually trainable and transmutable. And if we pay attention to them with some intention, um, you can create a different life and become a different person. And um, a lot of the times we, um, we aren't paying attention and we get lost in ourselves and start to not like ourselves. And this is where a lot of addiction lives. Interesting. So just curious, touching on yours and again, how much you want to share or not want to share moving yeah. from being a high performance athlete, uh, was, was substance abuse, was, was substance at a recreational level? Was that part of your life? And like, I really like what you said and it's, you know, I was joking, you know, bad habits are just good ideas. We took too seriously. We always right. look at things now and see it as bad, but there was a point where it filled a role in our lives. But when it becomes yeah. destructive, I love your, I love you like when it starts to just, you know, when it's starting to destroy your Tuesday, that drinking on the weekend might be a problem for yeah. you. Just curious on your own journey. Was that something that was, it was part of it. And then all of a sudden due to a traumatic experience, I understand you had an athlete that became injured and was that a trigger event in your life? Just thinking about how it goes from, no, no, it's just fun and a couple drinks or it's a, it's a, it's a drug recreationally to this destructive pattern. Yeah. I mean, we like anybody that does world cup competitions and stuff like that, there's parties after and it's like a thing, right? Okay. Um, the point where it became really destructive was I ended up like the story of how I got into drugs is really funny because I'm not, I don't know how to get them really. Right. It's the okay. power of the internet. <laughs> okay. And um, I was watching house of cards and I was like, so this is all subconscious, but house of cards 
uh, was like, oh, you can buy drugs off the dark web. And then I did a little research, learned how to use a Tor browser, get drugs from the internet. So, and, so you um, were the so so you were a Silk Road uh, consumer way back in the day. Totally, <laughs> potentially, yeah, exactly yeah, right. totally. Okay, yeah. And then that's how hard drugs kind of like came into my life. And interesting. Um, yeah, it was like the promise of totally destroying my life. Like subconsciously, I just was punishing myself because I took responsibility for this athlete's actions and. Um, it was kind of like a perfect storm. Like I was left alone um, while well, I had to take this other athlete to the Olympics and we did the thing. And like, it was just this maelstrom of emotional hardship for me. And then um, like traveling 300 something days a year and coaching a team where I didn't really know the language. So we weren't hanging out. Like I didn't have, I was alone in a hotel room pretty much for 300 days of the Ooh, year. And okay. it um, just was really hard. Right. And uh, yeah. so. So for yourself, part of your journey of really, again, it becomes so like, and you said there was this, this, this responsibility, this trauma, this processing of this incident with this skier, but then quickly it's like, oh no, you have a drug problem. Well, no, right. I, I have an acceptance or a forgiveness. And so when you think about in the work you do now, how hard is it, or I guess how much work or how much effort do you put in to look past the like, oh, I have a drug problem now. I have a drinking problem yeah. now. And I find our society or lots of times traditional approaches, that root cause, we look at the we look at the broken arm. We don't look at the fact that you have this issue that makes you keep falling down the stairs. How yeah. do we get that that issue? And how much is that a big I'm assuming that is the core of your process is getting beyond the thing to the yeah. actual root cause. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the thing actually, we don't really address it that much. We help people um, get off of the thing and to understand that the behavior is something that can be changed. Um, but as far as like, you're doing something, just stop doing it. And then you're fine. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> like it, it's been, <laughs> you know, okay. Okay. <laughs> um, some of them take a lot of like effort and like some medical intervention, like alcohol is one of the hardest things to detox from when you're drinking, you know, 40 ounces a day. Uh, you yeah. can't, you need actually to have medical intervention to get off of that or so your body can shut down and things like that. Um, but once we get past that, it's really about uh, routine and reparenting yourself, giving yourself some love and acceptance for where you've been. You know, um, there's a bigger reason for you to get well and attaching to those bigger reasons as the path forward, right? And um, just really like, th there's nothing wrong with you. Like, there's something that really, really has been really hard and you've been covering it up for a really long time and that part can be moved forward from and there's nothing wrong with you when you get past that you can be a perfect person and loving and the past can be the past and you can build a beautiful future we don't need to like punish ourselves forever um that being said Shame as we are in a, we are in a physical body and that is um well it takes a lot of coaching daily check like it's a daily thing you know it's you're planning out your whole day for a little while and you're understanding how reactivity feels in your body and how when you get triggered you can actually soothe that reactivity with things like breath or nature or like you know just some like there's tactics that we can use to like train our body's nervous system and it's all about learning about ourselves and how we feel and what happens when we feel really bad and 
um, filling the things up that are so not destructive to you, right? Right. Yes. And, back to, um, back yeah. to the definition originally. You've used yeah. the word reparenting a couple times, and uh, again, rather than assume I know what it means, yeah. When I, when you say the word reparenting, you're saying it obviously as a very kind. It's it sounds like doing something a lot more kind to oneself. But I'd love yeah. to hear how you do, would define reparenting. Yeah. Well, um, when we were just little kids, we just want to do good, right? There's not. And we take all of the things like it's our fault. And um, a lot of the people in our generation, like we weren't parented really. We had parents that had to work two, three jobs, or, you know, that was the prize was the money and the education and the things. There wasn't like this family unity, like people weren't really sitting down for family dinners. And um, well, even like the punishment of like go to your room and sit in shame until I tell you that it's okay to come out kind of things, right? Um, <laughs> when we repair ourselves, we can understand like, okay, I'm having an emotion. This is what this emotion feels like. Um, my reaction doesn't have to be a four-year-old child temper tantrum anymore. I can be, do you know what I mean? Um, of course. So, and, and uh, for so many of us, I always joke when's the last time you ask a six-year-old for advice, probably almost every day Yeah, <laughs> because you're, you're yeah. referencing a behavior that got so ingrained at such a malleable period of time in your life. Mm. Yeah. Well, and it's how we're built, right? Um, right. Actually, Murray Rogers talks about that shamanic part of like being till seven, um, kind of being the collection of wounds. And um, in yes, a way that's kind yeah. of true. You know, um, I'll actually never forget my daughter, um, well, being on the other side and trying to not create these wounds in a kid, right? Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm driving and I say, oh, God damn, you're so stupid. And her in the backseat being like, you call me stupid. And like trying to get this like wound. I'm like, no, I'm not. No, 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 true. I did not. <laughs> trying, yes. to get the, trying to get the wound. <laughs> oh, we spent yeah. our life for the first quarter. Yeah, the first portion programming it. And then the rest of the rest of the time trying to unwind it, unprogram it, or yeah. you know, reframe it in a way that's maybe a little bit more kind and gentle. So re-reparenting. Re Hmm. Uh, you, you and I touched on this a little bit even before we hit record, but you know we talked about you know this fixed mindset versus flexible mindset, you know the neuroplasticity concept, which is relatively new when it comes to medicine, and for a long time that was considered blasphemy to even in, 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 like say that the brain was was malleable in in some way. But I know yeah. the world you live in, and I've kind of had lots of conversations with people that are focusing on the medical side, but your world very much exists in the side of spirit in terms yes. of the environment that you create. Hmm. Yeah, um, I look at it as like we're spirit in a body, right? And um, it's a school, basically, so that um, we can learn more about ourselves. Like as a soul, you're connected to everything. There's not any separation. Mm -hmm. So in order to get information, we incarnate into a physical thing so that we can have experiences separate from ourselves and kind of like unpack. Um, well, we can learn, you know, like love, when you're all love, that's all that exists. You know, there's nothing more than this very thin frequency of, of a frequency band, you know, and sure, it's beautiful and full of, you know, just love. And that's great. But um, as we're all one thing, there's another side, which is this depth of despair and all of the low frequencies, shame, guilt, fear, all the things that our body kind of can deliver for us. Hmm. And in this, um, well, we've gone to that really um, quite deeply in our world, especially like the greed and the des desperation and desire pieces. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a lot of what we do is that we just remedy that part of like bringing all of the good into your body again and reminding you um, who we actually are on the other side, right? We are not this physical thing that's broken. We're this beautiful thing that um, can use this now as an experience haver and, and creator instead of a, you know, victim destruction thing. Just, just, just the sense of we have access to it all and being yeah. able to be selective, almost like behavioral flexibility, but like frequency flexibility. Yeah. When you talk about just frequency and I'm going way out on the fringe here a little bit, but are we just in a macro cycle or a micro cycle of where our world's at thinking about the eons of time that have passed and this, you know, greed and shame and a lot of the things that are seem to be lower frequency uh, items that we are pro prevalent in our world today or seemingly and then ex- amplified by social media and the news and not to blame outwardly, but if you look at the whole package, I would say it sits very definitely, you know, it thrives in the negativity and the doom and gloom headlines and the, yeah. the, 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 the comparisons that social, that social media creates, or is this always been part of the human condition or are we experiencing something in a bit more of an intensity right now because of just the dynamics of the world we happen to the, the time in the world that we happen to be existing in? Yeah. Um, well, I look at it um, that we're kind of coming to an end of a time. And like, I don't okay. know if you've experienced how fast time is moving right now, but like May didn't even exist for me. It's the first of May and now it's the <laughs> end of May. And, you know, like this is happening yeah. for a lot of people. And um, if you look mm-hmm. at our, like our thing is like really 5,000 years old, you know, of like what we actually can put our fingers on. Like we have science and history yep. and we're digging things up, but like really we only know like this tiny little portion of our time frame, right? Mm-hmm. And if you look at the themes of those time frames, it has been around guilt, shame, um, Puritan stuff, right? And yep. like all of those, um, ideas are kind of like being summed up in this massive um well it's like all the things that are coming to terms now you know like we went like there's an end kind of war that's russia and the ukraine all of this crypto stuff that was like going to be this rebirth of currency is being kind of like up and down you know people are Mm -hmm. more wealthy than they've ever been in their entire life um and all of that disconnect, like we're actually kind of going to see on the other side that like there is enough for everyone. The most important things that we have here is our relationships to each other, what we do as our family units and as our community units. And what do we really need? Do we need all of this excess or can we actually um, live in a place of balance? and? unity in that like there's still ups and downs but uh, it's not this like huge uh, discrepancy and um yeah our our world is um being co-created in a way that our level of awareness is lifting and um you can get into the quantum physics part where intention is everything you know a particle only exists or doesn't exist if we pay attention to it and so <laughs> yeah, we're some really the, some, con- some of the science on that is actually pretty it's freaky cool actually <laughs> yeah and so like um that is real spirituality in the way that we have the power to create with mm. that thing which is god 
in the way of um, everything that's created is this like thing that's God, <laughs> right? And we can play with it. Um, and attaching more like heart-centered, loving things into that consciousness more than the greedy, banky, um, high-level, dewy things, um, mm. we can find a balance and have the beautiful stuff and the industry and the motivation and the passion and all of that stuff. And we can alleviate all the poverty and suffering and like balance all of it back into some semblance of a society that we that everybody kind of can enjoy. And the suffering isn't so horrible and the excess isn't so like right, more of a, more of a balance, which is definitely yeah. where not where we've certainly been in my lifetime, where it's yeah. everything that's portrayed everywhere is about extremes. <laughs> yeah, pushing. Uh, you you use the word God a lot. Um, someone's listening to this and they're like, "Well, I'm not into God, or I'm not into yeah. religion." And I know God and religion. That's even a that, that's a whole okay. Let's not let's not have that podcast because I don't know if yeah. we have the time or I have the certainly the wherewithal to 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 have that conversation. But like spirituality and the sense of spirit of the connection and like. 5-MeO-DMT is the God molecule. I've heard it, I've heard it referred to. How does that play into people's experience? And when you say God versus someone who's a devout Christian who says the word God, yeah, just talk to me a little bit about how those definitions kind of intermingle with each other. Yeah, so um, religion is a whole thing that um, has really done a disservice to spirit. And, <laughs> I, um, yes, I would agree with you on that one. <laughs> yeah, like uh, it's all about control and not about helping you. Well, actually, like the purest forms are really about helping you become a better person. But it's been abused in the past for, you know, many things. And that's what I think yeah. where it's hard. Um, because that piece, it's so easy to just distance ourselves with like, oh, it's not science. And like, it's easy for us to justify our own misbehavior, if we can justify it some other way, and like, mm -hmm. oh, it's for the greater good. Um, but if you feel bad about it or any sort of thing, it's against spirit in those capacities. Um, well, and to me, I just look at, um, I'm a thing and I've been created. I'm in a body. It's magically made. It's actually perfect if we, like, on the, like it's made to design to re replicate itself every seven years. Every cell in your body is recreated. You know, we get older because something in our cells tells us to get older, right? Um, the world is this beautiful, perfect ecosystem that works amazingly. Even our solar system works like a giant thing that it's like perfectly timed. All the forces in it are in perfect unison. Um, and so like in the intelligence that that part was created is what God is to me. Okay. It's not this. Yeah. And um, I guess if you want to get really weird about the whole thing is, let's go down the rabbit hole come on we're doing it <laughs> let's get down the rabbit hole um this thing that's god or like if you had non-physical stuff which is um infinite right on the other side it's just i don't even know what it is actually because i'm only on this side <laughs> yes but, I, it's hard I've, I've heard it said it's hard to describe words from an uh, from us that, that don't exist in this world like it's hard to use like our language here to describe something yeah. that exists in another plane of existence <laughs> it's my best way to I loosely attempt to describe what i can't describe <laughs> yeah exactly well and like if all the religions have the kind of the very similar creation story where something popped out and it became aware of itself right and that thing was the masculine side the God part. And then it took all of the stuff with this, um, we'll call it love, the love of under wanting something other than itself to 
create a creation, right? And that is the chaos being tamed into this thing. And like, if we just look at this world, um, we're looking into it now. It's all about intention and frequency and vibration. Everything at the smallest thing is like 99.999 forever, nothing, <laughs> you know? And that nothing is intelligent in the way that it creates all the stuff that we have, all of the nature that's born, all of the evolution that happens. It all happens in that nothingness, right? And that nothingness is intentional and intelligent in just the way that like, it's so perfect. <laughs> you know, nature's perfect. The world's beautiful. Um, we have a hard time with ourselves, but our true nature is actually really beautiful. <laughs> and um a gift right and it's all which, a gift yeah. yeah which in which in part is where the opportunity lies to actually feel that way and what is possible when you actually believe that about yourself or, yeah. or you allow yourself to believe that so from the yeah. perspective we'll, we'll pull we'll pull it back in a little bit for the audience is like where yeah. are these guys going with this conversation totally. um now let's talk about the actual plant medicines and let's talk about, I know that you have experiences certainly from reading your bio and chatting with you with a boga and as well as 5-MeO. So some people ask me, they're like, well, what is it like? And I said, well, you know, these, sometimes I feel like it's five years of talk therapy in 10 minutes. It's like yeah. an almost biohacking this, this access to something bigger. But if you were going to give somebody they're like, okay, I'm going to come in and I'm interested in this 5-MeO DMT experience, how would you describe it to somebody? Like how would you actually break it down in a way for someone who's not done it and maybe has no realm of of conscious like it's hard to describe something that can't be described but yeah. how would you break it down for somebody listening to this they, they've stuck around for 24 minutes let's give them the let's give them the actual breakdown of the thing. okay yeah so i think i i feel it has three kind of core experiences one is it can go to a core trauma that your body's holding and if we think of ourselves as just frequency and vibration that vibration can be let out of the body and in that you just feel lighter you know um our minds don't really create, aren't exactly the thing of the memory. Sorry, I worded that really wrong. Our memories aren't exactly what our minds have created. Our minds create mm -hmm. something that created some sort of safety in something. And mm -hmm. um, okay. our bodies hold it um, as energy. So that is one experience. Um, the next experience is kind of a death and rebirth. So you can understand while well, you go through that idea. And as you're reborn, um, a lot of people kind of get the experience of how cool it is to be a physical thing and like what it's like to be um, your consciousness and what it's like to be in a body and like how valuable it is to actually be a human and how special it is to be here. And then the last experience is the oneness experience where you kind of become everything. And as you settle into becoming something, you get glimpses of all these like, ideas of your life or um things that have happened but there's like a truth of like what is unconditional love and how everything in the world is really perfect um it's just variations of this idea and um yeah so once you have a an attachment to knowing that everything is love and unconditionally loved uh it's really hard to betray yourself again and to go through your life as a way that uh, well, it's like the guilt and shame cycles can be lifted a little bit because we actually know that it's there's nothing to be ashamed of anymore. You know, we're all per we're all perfect. We're all perfect. <laughs> are, are, are these are these? Um, and I'm asking this a little bit. Are these one and done experiences? Are these the like you can have one experience, do it, 
uh, and we'll talk about the mechanics of how you do it, what that means yeah. for people. But like, I have this experience with you and I've done this with you. So I've had my own reference point. And my feeling is, and oftentimes where it differs from a lot of talk therapy or coaching I've been through, where you get to revisit the thing over and over and talk it through over and over again, where I've been through these experiences where I was like, I don't have to revisit that thing ever again. Like that, yeah. that awareness or that trauma. And I had, I, my journey was very much, I would say textbook <laughs> based on the way you explained it. I had my version of almost all everything you just identified, but I've not had to go and relive it. I'm not, I didn't have to experience it again. It was literally just okay to be gone yeah. and i find a lot of people wrestle with that like no it can't be that easy i'm like first of all it wasn't easy second of all why yeah. can't it be <laughs> so is that a big factor of letting go of this i've got to somehow do this arduous thing and carry this buckets of water up the hill day in and day out versus like no it's done you left it it's finished it's mine well that's us as a stimulus response vehicle you know if you just look at the body of uh, if you were to look at it from the medical system it is exactly that you are this thing, you have this stuff that's in you and um, there's no fixing it, right? It's not like it's all a burden to be carried. You're actually considered sick. Being a human is a sick condition and that <laughs> needs medicine to fix it. Um, so yeah, on the other side, like once that energy is gone and you can actually give those lessons to spirit um, and like ask for the, like, I guess you could say, like these are all frequency words, but um, ask for the forgiveness. So yourself, your own self and the highest self is forgiven in all of those things that you've done. That alleviates the energy and you can then attach more of yourself to the good parts of you, right? The bad parts of you, we're all this big vibration of good and bad, right? Our bodies are um, negatively biased in the ways that we needed to understand bad so that we wouldn't do it to survive right now we're very comfortable we don't have tigers or starvation really anymore we have um a mom that yelled at us for not cleaning our room and friends that betrayed us and you know partners that cheated on us like those are our traumas now it's not like well, it's, there's not war, obviously the, war, it's not war famine and disease right that's right yeah exactly being, being hunted by a saber-toothed tiger as an example. exactly but the mechanisms of our body are still the same you know like yeah. Susie calling you a name is the exact same as um, missing out on getting your rabbit. Your body doesn't know the difference. It's actually it's the so information that comes so in is the same. Um, is the is the story of I need to carry? I can't let this go. It's been so much a part of my identity. It's who I am. Is that a modern day story? Like that, you know, not getting the rabbit, you just hunt harder the next day, or you don't survive. Like there's actually a kind of an, a, a biological evolution. If you weren't yeah. good at catching rabbits, you might not get to procreate because procreate because you didn't have the energy because you didn't get to eat that day. Okay. Where now I feel, and I've and I've had some friends who have done this, and they're like, oh, like there's been a couple that are like they've kind of realized that they don't want to let go of that thing, even though they realize it's holding them back because they've held onto it for so long that there's yeah, well, a, and fear, it's still, a fear in being free. Yeah. It's still in service to them in the way that who would you yeah. be without that thing? Um, I just find that very, well, it's very common in the, the society today and all of like all of our history, you know, like we have lots of people telling us you have to be something. And if you want to transcend that, that's actually not okay. You know, like you have to be the thing that I see you as, you know, and that's, it's yeah. very common, right? And um, like even in sports, right? Like you're this thing and if you don't want to do the thing anymore and then who are you, right? It's anything. Oh, it's, it's so uh, attached to your identity. Yeah. If you, yeah. Like, 
if, if you're the athlete who's always done this, I'm not doing that anymore. And I've even wrestled with that. My niece and nephew used to be, they were skaters and then they became rowers. And now my, my nephew's not rowing. I'm like, oh, weird, he's not rowing. I'm like, but he's 19. He's figuring it out, of course. Yeah. You know what? He's just moved through that phase of his life. But I've identified him as a thing because it's easier for me. <laughs> so That's lazy. right, exactly. <laughs> so lazy. Yeah. And like, oh, he's not it's... rowing anymore. I'm under, he must be somehow less of a person. I'm like, what are you even thinking? Like, And it just yeah. triggers of this. The, the, the benefit is sometimes being, you see the thought go by and you're like, wait a second, that was a, that thought is no, of no value to me. <laughs> what do I, where did that even come from? But there is a level of conditioning I think we're all still wrestling with every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and um, I can't even imagine that the kids these days with everything available to them and everything's done to such a high performance level. You know, there's no yes. recreational anything anymore. You know, you're putting your kid in soccer and that kid is being trained to do the thing. Like it's, um, the coaching is so good. The systems are so good. Yeah. It's really pigeonholing everybody. Like even in business school, I'm sure everybody's designing the exact same business because that's the most efficient thing. And There's no the, variation. And that's the mo- and that's the model of the day. And that's yeah, the, exactly. the success story. These were successful, yeah. so we're just going to copy copy those. Copy and paste. Yeah. When you work with individuals, and I'm just going to use categorize for the sake of it, because I have a lot of friends in my group that are very much like looking for that extra. Sure, maybe they drink or maybe they do recreational drugs, but most of them have got to a point where they would say that it's actually being destructive to their life versus someone, and I've know, I have friends in these categories as well over the years, that th- they were definitely in a destructive cycle versus somebody who's like, no, I just want to do a little better. Like, I, you know what? Yeah. I, I'm here. I know there's something missing. And I find, I, I don't know if it's just COVID or the timing cycle we're on. I find so many people are like, yeah, my life's pretty great, but ah, there's a missing piece. There's that, that chase. Is that really any different? Are we talking about different people or is it just different degrees of the human experience? Yeah, those are very different people. Yeah, I believe, okay. um, well, the addiction people, they're, they're suffering every day. Nobody, like yeah. as much as people think or want to say they're choosing that, nobody's choosing to put a needle in their arm every hour. You know, yeah, it's yeah. not a choice. It's horrible. It's absolutely destructive. Nobody's choosing to drink a two six of vodka in the morning and then think about it at night. Nobody's doing that, like by choice. You know, it seems like it because the behavior is consistent, but it's not not a okay. lifestyle choice people are making. The other side, I think, is just where we're at as society is like we've become really detached from ourselves, and like all, even our pleasures and all of that stuff. That is um, spiritual work for me. Um, mm. That like real attachment to passion is connection to your soul, right? Like that is where that stuff lives. And so connecting back into that as an idea is, uh, however you want to do it, you can, you know, but that is where our passion is. Like our souls want the best for us and love us dearly. And once you're connected to that, then everything's good. (laughs) (laughs) And boom, we're good. Is that part of also... Psychedelics, not not a new thing. Plant medicines and theogens are so many different names and categorizations of circling around what I think are often. It's like talking about God, spirit. I'm like, are we all just talking about the same thing using different yeah. ways to describe it? And it, you know, obviously, I've I've been doing a lot of reading on psychedelics, and it's so amazing to listen to some of the original research that are like, hey, just so you know, anyone who thinks this is a new idea, we had this all like back in the '70s. We were already saying all these things, yeah. but for some reason, and you can go down the rabbit hole. And I recommend um, Michael Pollan's recent book a couple of years ago, and he gets into a lot of the history. 
of kind of what did put it all on hold. But it yeah. also feels like there's a hunger in our society right now where plant medicine, psychedelics in general, whether it's be more the medical side or more the spiritual side, yeah. you can't turn in a dinner party and someone isn't going microdosing. Oh, tell me about that. Or geez, yeah. I'm, I met someone on the weekend. He's like, I've always wanted to have a mushroom experience. Tyler, do yeah. you know somewhere I can go with people and actually do that thing? And yeah. he goes, I'm 40 years old. I'm in business. I used to be more of an artist. I feel like I've lost the artistic side of my life. And I'm curious yeah. if that would help. And I was like, yeah. wow, that just kind of came out of nowhere as I was sitting on a couch talking to somebody that I hadn't seen for a couple of years. And yeah. he brought it up to me. He goes, hey, you, you kind of, you know, are we just at a place where all that is coming together again? Hmm? I think, um, yes. I think like, uh, well, it's, Again, it actually always just ties back to spirit for me. Our souls want to get back in touch with Ryan. I'm sensing a theme here, and I like yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> and I like it. Um, that is the sickness that we have right now. And religion, we can't do it through religion anymore. And even yoga and meditation, because those are businesses now that have, um, well, they become a thing. It's an exercise again. It's not actually getting in touch with ourselves. And um, these medicines are, it's spirit work, you know, we're, and that's kind of where medical, the medicalization of it can actually, you know, just put us back again into the thing of like being a disease. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, when this all started before the actual thing that caused change was the mystical experience was the understanding that you are a part of something bigger and there is a part of you that is inherently good and there's nothing to punish yourself about anymore that we can move forward in love. I'm love, your love, everything's beautiful. We can actually have that as a narrative. We don't have to have the guilt and shame and punishment anymore. Mm. That's the gift of these medicines, right? Like when these medicines were done um, in the, like a long time ago, it's about connecting to spirit and about connecting, understanding what that actually means to you. You know, there's no, like talking about God and religion, it's only bad now because um, it's been deemed not appropriate to talk about, right? right? But inherently, I like, and a lot of people accept the fact that they are a spirit and have a soul and are in a body. Lots of people are, are like attached to that. But then as soon as you want to like attach the things together in the form, it becomes really taboo. And so interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the gift of these things, right? <clears throat> it's, um, you know, people talk about the, Synthetic 5-MeO versus the natural 5-MeO. Oh, you, you, you beat me to one of my questions I definitely yeah. wanted to touch on. Yes, please. So the thing about that is, is yes, there's this shortage or like it's a live animal, right? And getting the thing out of the live animal is, well, it's hard, right? Especially when it's like done in Mexico where people aren't in alignment. But if, you're, if you do it as a sacred practice where... Um, you trust that God created all of this and God created that thing to give us this thing to have this experience and it's harvested with prayer and with intention and love um, like it should be, right? That's one thing. That's a, it's a, a spiritual act. Um, somebody making like prayer and intention. Well, actually, I'll take the word prayer out of it. Intention really, really matters. And as you can see, like in these experiences that we have, um, every person that we've talked about has had a different experience in here. And it's all mm -hmm. because of intention. It's not the medicine. It's the intention that's put into the ceremony. And that mm -hmm. same thing okay. goes into yeah, the yeah. medicine that's bought from a lab. That lab has tried to change the thing to make a profit. It's not like somebody's praying as they're 
putting it together. They're and, and, you know, and, a and scientist. The back, and the, yeah, yeah, in the DMT you know. room at the lab. No, I would, yeah, exactly. I would, yeah. I would imagine not. Mm. Yeah, and um, but back to intention. Back to intention, and that well, everything is intention, right? Even the physicality of our bodies is all intentional, right? Well, and back and to the uh, quantum, quantum physics, quantum, yeah, quantum exactly. mechanics level, the intention matters. The intention makes the world uh, operate differently around you. And they've shown that. And it, they've shown that in experiments that show that they can't explain what they are showing. Like, it's, right. the, yeah. I think it's the, the slit, the slit experience or slit, slit test, I think it's called. Google, yeah, YouTube, double slit experience. Yeah, experiment. Double split. Yeah. You're like, yeah. what is going on here? Like mind bending. Well, it's kind of proving yeah. that, yes, we, we, that, that our intentions do play a factor. Yeah. So, so that's like what I believe that we're I, doing I, I, in the yeah. second space yeah, is love it. creating a more loving intention to ourselves there's nothing more or less than that you know someone that's a medical or a medicine person a doctor medical person yes. they view you as a medical system right all of the systems of your body are correlated and you know there's something yeah. wrong with it and they fix it right and where a medicine person that practices a spirit it's like you're already perfect right? It's all about healing these wounds and giving yourself, mm -hmm. returning yourself back to wholeness. And they're just two different systems. Getting the systems to join together um, is where we're at right now. And it's um, going to be very interesting what happens as it moves forward in legality and um, medical practices and how all of the things work together. Um, if there will even ever be a space where um, spirit is recognized by science so that we can actually like just do the thing and be happy you know it's going to be an interesting oh i feel i feel like that one's a ways out but i appreciate your optimism around even even as as, as a concept because you get into science and litigation and liability and insurance and yeah there's such a there's such an institution that protects yeah. itself you know yeah. it's self preserving at, at sometimes the peril of the participants um curious a question that i've been asked by a few friends they said you know hey is this something that i can do if i haven't you know quote unquote done a lot of drugs before or if i haven't experienced psychedelics i've never done mushrooms uh, I hear about 5-MeO-DMT and I go, whoa, that seems really interesting, but I don't know if I'm qualified. It's kind of the way it sometimes gets posed to me. Right. And I'm curious how you would answer a question like that or how what you would put out to the world for people to consider if they, all of a sudden something like this starts to resonate, what they, what like, how can they sort out in their mind whether they are the, uh, at the right place to have an experience like this? Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I've had a lot of first timers come through that um, have never even smoked. <laughs> and then they're like, okay, well, you, do smoke, you, you, you smoke this, which is a good yeah. thing to, to share with the audience. So you, yeah. you ingest it, you ingest it by smoking it. Yeah. And um, it's all done with a lot of care, you know? So like, uh, well, you've witnessed that, right? We make sure I, I have, wi I have witnessed calm. it firsthand, my friend, firsthand. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's always done with a lot of care and making sure everybody feels safe at all times. There's never any like having to do anything, right? You do a little bit. You feel, okay, I'm uncomfortable with the situation. Um, I need to not do this anymore. And it's like, okay, we'll just close it up and mm -hmm. we'll check in with you over the next couple of weeks and make sure everything is good and you feel safe and you feel settled. There's no rush of anything. There's no curing anything. There's no mm. like pushing an agenda, right? You're just a sacred, um, well, you're just a facilitator holding space in the highest good for this person right um 
and and being and being through the experience myself again just to be very like you guys created a very safe environment it was very much like yeah the nothing was forced there was a lot of like permissions like you, you just you went forward at your own pace and even from when you do uh, consume your first dose it's a smaller dose your body goes okay like there's there's no point you're being rushed there's no point that you've got to follow a checklist there's none of those things and mentally you know my feeling around it is that if you're prepared to um, surrender if you're prepared to let go and have the experience to me that's almost the only prerequisite I would say you would need to bring into it like you don't have to have had other experiences if you've never explored any sense of self and any sense of that you might be part of the, your own journey and maybe the world isn't to blame for the things you're going on in your life that might be a bit of a rough one if this is the yeah. first time you've ever encountered that concept <laughs> if you've never taken the blue pill on the, and, made, and realized that whoa maybe there is something going on around me I would say this might be a, a, an eye-opening experience for you, but yeah. that's no reason not to do it. <laughs> it is an eye-opening experience. We've had a few people come through like that, and um, it's the gift of it, right? It's hard to understand that there, yeah, we are not just a body, right? That is a big concept for some people to get over. Um, but that's where real, the real depth of your human experience can live, is when you can attach to that, and you can give and receive love freely right it's really hard to do that when you're in a body and you have a finite amount of time and you're you know you have all of the mm -hmm. ills that go along with the physicality of humanness it's hard to be in a human body it's constantly pushing on you in ways that you're not aware of and um it just makes things really difficult there's all the scarcity and all of the everything lives in that in there in that concept right just being messy it's messy being human sometimes just giving <laughs> yourself so permission messy. to feel a little bit messy sometimes yeah but this is a, um so you talked about an uh, having the experience let's talk a little bit about integration um yeah. something certainly i've read lots and they're like you know one of the challenges quote unquote around psychedelics is you have this f like very profound very large very like almost mind-blowing and i say that in a positive way experience but yet your regular life, your body and all of its responsibilities and frequencies are waiting for you back in the car or back at home or back in the office. What's your advice or what are your thoughts or what do you recommend for people once they have this experience and you get a glimpse, like you get, it's almost like you tasted good food for the first time. You're like, oh my goodness, where do I get more of this good food? But geez, I don't maybe have that food in my fridge. I got to go shopping. I don't know where to get it. How do you then set people up for success, either through your own support of them or even advice to continue in that flow of frequency when you, when you, when you leave the room kind of mindset yeah we always try to ask people to have the rest of the day off and to go into nature um, if you think of the earth and like how it gives us everything that we need um, you kind of get attached to that and the air tastes a little sweeter the leaves look a little brighter the birds chirping sounds a little more beautiful um, these types of things like actually lift your heart's resonance and help you feel better in your body and more safe, right? Like um, one of the big things is that our bodies, we never really feel safe in here, right? Everything's a threat. You've said um, the word safe a few times, and I think there's a lot to be said around that. Around yeah, that well, if, your body, if you are 100% yeah. safe in your body, you are present and you can, you would, well, you'd be a magical person. You'd manifest anything you'd ever want because there would be no nothing else weighing on you. <laughs> But nobody's that. We're all in a body. When, when you live in the future, it's anxiety. And you live in the past, it's despair. Isn't that the, yeah, isn't that well, the oversimplified? But when you live in the moment, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Yeah. Well, that's the whole Eckhart Tolle thing. 
um, yes, present moment. That's right, you know, yeah. yeah. And even in the traditions of the East, if you can um, get presence for three seconds, you kind of like evaporate. It's like said that that's where like that enlightenment evaporation works, right? It's like, mm. well, yeah. I've done five MEO DMT and I definitely evaporated for a few minutes for sure. I was definitely even longer. <laughs> I was, I, I, it might've been longer than three seconds, but it might've been a hundred years. I'm not sure. Yeah. It's, it's somewhere in the middle. I, I've heard said before by some psychic friends of mine, time is no time, space is no space. I never really knew what that meant to feel it until five MEO DMT. And I was like, oh, time yeah. is no time, space is no space. Everything exists and nothing exists all at once. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, and so if you're listening and you don't know what that means, there's really, there's, I can give you one good way to find out <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> yeah and, well and attaching people to like actually understand those huge spiritual concepts that like it's easy to say you know yes i'm yes, i'm a love but like to understand that it's actually really well it's impossible in your body until you do practices like meditation or yoga or eating clean like all of the things and um plant medicine is a bit of a shortcut to that but from that you can get a basis point of um, being able to move forward in a way that you're not fighting yourself about it all the time. Yeah. You can actually say, oh yeah, that is the thing. I will make better choices for myself and move forward. It's that shortcut that still is up a hill. You know what I mean? Like, like I have people like, oh, is it the easy way? I'm like, whoa, there's nothing easy about, yeah, right. about this type of level of awareness. Like there's a yeah. shortcut, but you got to go climb the mountain pass through the yeah. snow and down the other side. But oh, don't worry. It's a shortcut. It's absolutely the shortcut. <laughs> like there's no, there's no easy uh, concept. Well, Talking about, do you also do integration sessions? Um, like yeah. I followed your advice. I went to the, I went and did walk to the woods after it was amazing. That night, I actually did. So you said have an Epsom salts bath, which is not something I would normally do. I did, and I also practiced my breathing. It was the first time I've ever also been able to, you know, the, oh through meditation and yoga, the deep breathing to really access that next level. That was the first time ever I got that. I'd always got it intellectually, like yes, I understand breathing, and but through my breath, I actually was able to tap into some of those experiences that I'd. Had while doing it so to your point it almost gives you these little windows of like oh oh shit that's the thing i've been reading about for years but that's what it actually feels like versus like i can intellectualize the heck out of anything but once you feel it it changes your relationship to it so just to share a little bit of my own journey some of the advice you give me which was very simple I was became aware of things at a, at a at a level that I'd never had before because I'd read all the books and done all watched all the videos yeah. but i'd never felt it until after i'd done five meo dmt yeah. Well, everybody has all of the information right now. You know, you tell so people, you use your breath. And like, you know, there's a thousand podcasts on how to feel better. But there is. Um, people don't value themselves enough to be able to give themselves the gifts of doing that little bit of work, right? Unless they're going to see someone. And um, yeah, like, so my integration, that's like reparenting is like helping people, you know, get a hold of their life in a way that they can start to do the things and pay attention to themselves enough that it like has a snowball effect where it starts to build momentum and mm. you can cultivate um you're cultivating your life from an intentional standpoint and at that point you're really a creator of your life and you can get a hold of it you know like all of the problems become solvable yeah. instead of overwhelming your system all the time you're taking baby steps to be able to understand yourself a little more, understand why the things are in your life and how to unravel them in a way that you can put them back together and they feel and everything feels really good. I love it. We all yeah. have we all have the information. It's just the different tools to get access. Yeah. As a as a coach, as a practitioner, as a healer, as all the things that I could probably define you as, does the work itself energize you or 
and or is there a huge part of your practice that is about self-care and being there? Because I've been in the room with you. You're incredibly present. People are like, oh, would you ever do it on your own? I was like, not a chance. The people that I was with in the time, yourself and Jade, created such a container and such a place for me that allowed me to have this experience and feel safe and secure. It, I, but I can, I, I can, I'm asking, and maybe I can only imagine, that that either energizes you or drains you or a bit of both, or is it just all part of the experience? Again, I'm maybe not using even the right words. <laughs> yeah, no. Um it's a bit of both. Like when you have a few ceremonies in a day, you're exhausted at the end of the day. You know, there's a lot of moving energy and, um, you know, it's not just sitting there doing the thing. You're in the experience with the person holding them in a container so that everything can be settled evenly. Um, that part of it is energetically consuming. I love doing it. And that gives me the energy to do it. I love being with people. I love, like, I really love working with people that are lost and helping them become, like, seeing themselves as valuable enough to save. I love doing that type uh, of work. I love that concept. So you see yeah. yourself as valuable enough to save. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'm going to get, that's a t-shirt that's a or bumper sticker for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that's the marketer in me. I apologize. I couldn't resist yeah, no. that out myself. Um, seeing yourself as valuable that, enough to we save. We would live in this beautiful world. So please. Put it on t-shirts and throw them at people. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, an, what an amazing community to live in when that actually was was true. But yeah. the point is that it can be. Like it's that's not it a pipe be. dream. That's not a some nirvana or some high level of momentary consciousness. That that there's also giving yourself permission that it can be that that good every day. And yeah. I think that we've been trained that it must be hard to be valuable. That's my that's one of my biggest takeaways. And if it's not complicated, it mustn't be true or valuable. Yet the biggest and most profound insights I've had, especially through plant medicine, were all super simple. They were not so complex at all. My life is not a Rubik's Cube. It's not yeah. that complicated, Tyler. <laughs> Don't make yeah. it complicated because somehow it, that implies value because I learned that somewhere along the way too, right? <laughs> well, in making- All, these, all um, these truths that we have now, we learn somewhere. We learn somewhere. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and being uh, conscious enough to be able to make it really complicated sometimes so you're really entertained. And it's a little hard, but being able to pull back when it becomes overwhelming and well, like well said, enjoying yeah. our lives, right? Because um, sometimes it's fun to play in the realms of pressure and excitement and excellence. But a lot of the time, it's also nice to just love the relationships you're in and have your family dinners and be right. really intimate with people and friends. And like, that's also beautiful, right? And yeah. understanding okay, them both no, as yeah. just as valuable. So I've read some articles, again, someone, and you, your past as an athlete, I, I'm a bit of a speed junkie and people always say, oh, it's your adrenaline junkie. I said, no, no, no. It's the degree of presence that, that it creates for me when I'm in an environment where yeah. the consequences are severe. And I love that. And I actually believe it makes me a better person. But if I can't sit in the dinner table and have a good conversation without someone firing at me or threatening to attack me, that's when there's an imbalance there. <laughs> you yeah. know, going out and having that amazing day and snowboarding in the way that you're just in flow. And this winter I had one of the best snowboard, like the best run of my life. And people joke, how was the best? I'm like, well, somewhere has got to be the best. So this is it. Like, I'm picking it. Yeah. And oh my God, I was on a high for days. I was better in conversations. I was more loving because that moment of flow brought my frequency up. 
Yeah. And, it, and but giving my permission to say that was the best flow I've ever had and until the next one and not make it a, a criteria, but as an, an experience, just giving permission to even call it that felt a little bit weird. Well, what do you mean the best? I'm like, it was the best because I was the yeah. most present. But the impact that I saw it had on the rest of my life, it didn't mean that if I'm only doing that is the only time I can find that experience. And I think that's something I've definitely over the years, like you're either doing the, the 10 out of 10 thing or it's, you're, it's, you're not doing anything. I'm like, no, no, no. 10 and 10 has many different versions. But that took a while. <laughs> Again, yeah. my my forty eight years of journey, it's been an adventure. But that's those little insights that have such a huge shift, but they're so simple. <laughs> well, the the gift of that is that you can apply that same thing to that same amount of presence can now exist in your life and everything. And yeah. even if you gave yourself a little five minutes to stare at a tree and like, oh my god, this is the best moment of my life. Idea, right? Yeah, you can have those totally. more more often. And um. The yeah, accessibility to that is amazing. Like the fact that, yeah. you, like to your point, that you can basically just pull that down off the shelf because it's always yeah. there and it always it's has always been there. there. Yeah. And, oh, um, Ryan, so so good. I'm getting. I'm, we're going to get even extra philosophical here at the yeah. end. I'm feeling, <laughs> I'm feeling all that. So, talk to me a little bit about you know people are listening. They're curious to this. Um, how do they get involved? How do they? Is it a mindset? Is it just reach out? I, I know you do. Oh, your um, one of your your business is called Happiness. Your website. Your email address is Happiness is Work. Yes. Which, uh, yeah, and so, to, before I even know, knew you, when I saw that, I loved that because I was like, oh, this guy gets it. There's a get it factor here. Something about that name just totally resonates. So even give it a little bit of like what, to f tell me about happiness's work and we'll use that to talk about how people get hold of you as well. Yeah, so um, that idea was born out of my addiction, right? And I had this facade of happiness before that, but I was deeply, deeply depressed, wounded, child, horrible, like, you know, like just lots of crappiness. But I put on this smile because, um, yeah, 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 that's the way you're, what you're supposed to do, really. And um, in healing myself, it was a lot of work. The work was being vulnerable enough with myself to see that I wasn't exactly a good person, being dedicated enough to be consistent in practice so that my body could believe that it started could be safe. Like it's actually hard to change yourself. It's the hardest thing you'll ever do as a human being. Um, that's the, like the way I look at addiction. It's like the greatest gift because you actually have to change yourself or you will perish, right? So mm -hmm. you, you can, if with the right insights and stuff, it's the greatest gift we can ever have. It's like, it's horrible to say, but it's, nobody's expecting you to do anything, but just be better. And in that, it's actually a little bit of an easier place to transform, right? Like, yeah, interesting. Um, yeah. So if someone's listening to this and they're thinking about uh, they're cur they're curious. Let's just let's just let's just let everybody be curious because that's a great yeah. place to be. I think a lot of good things come out of curiosity. Like my po my podcast is me being curious. Um, how would somebody get involved? How would they do? They read a little bit more. Do they go down the YouTube rabbit hole, which I know sometimes can be dangerous? Do they reach out and have a chat with you? Yeah. <laughs> just because it's on the internet doesn't mean it doesn't mean it's true. How how would people start to explore this for their own selves? Yeah, the internet is a little bit strange, especially with this medicine, because um, some of the experiences can look really um, volatile. And uh, yeah. in that, it can create fear. And even if you dive in, your subconscious already remembers the fear parts of it, right? Um, mm. We do hold uh, integration circles here every second Thursday. So not this, or I don't have my calendar up. But yes, a, fu a future Thursday. But we, we can share Thursday. that. That's something you want to share. Okay, yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, so um, it's all bookable on our website. We have 10 spots a week that you can come down and just share with community. And um, that was born because 
people are using psychedelics to help with their addictions and they don't have a place to go. If you go in the 12 steps or any of these other models, it's sobriety, 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 when a lot of the time that doesn't work for everyone. So um, you can come, you can share, you can get support. Um, so even questions. someone that's been using their own psychedelic is like self self guided self directed, but yeah. are struggling because they don't have anybody to share it with. They can come in and, and sit around. It's not just someone who's done five meo with you. Yeah, yeah, it's a really oh, it's okay, awesome, community okay, great, based, great. Yep. yeah system that I think that we stand for. In that, um, if in community everything is, everybody can find some sort of support that they need. Right when we have a big that's enough awesome. community, it's all good. So. We hold these community events. Um, you can go to uh, calgarywellbeing.com and book a discovery session with me. Nice. Um, those are free. Uh, they're 15 to 30 minutes long. Uh, they are available. And we can just Where have a conversation. Inter intervening, your website has a lot of stuff on it. Would it be under, it's under programs? Yeah. Or no, it'll okay. be under booking. It, it, under booking. Uh, book now. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. Okay, just for anybody who's looking. Cause I've sent a few people to their site, your site and they got a little bit lost, but oh yeah. If you go to book an appointment, it's super clear. Okay. Yeah. I'm on the right page. I'm not a tech so click, guy, click, you know, click on book just, now, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, websites and computers are, um, <laughs> difficult. Yeah. Me. I, I understand, but we'll, we'll, we'll put all the links. We'll send We'll send them to the right place. But yeah. Right. And I, I would second that you, you, there's an opportunity to chat with you and get to know you. Certainly anyone who's listened to the, who's listened to you and I chat for 59 minutes and 36 seconds at this point is clearly yeah. bought in and wants to learn more. Um, <clears throat> but I do encourage people to have a conversation with you and talk about your fears, talk about your goals. Like, you know, well, you, made, you really made that important. process great for me. Yeah. With this medicine to actually get in to know the person so that there is that trust and safety. Um, yeah. that is by far the most paramount thing in any of these experiences where you are altering your consciousness. If you don't feel safe, it has a chance of not being a safe experience. Um, that is by far the best advice is do it with people that you trust and that you have a rapport with and that you can know that you're going to be held and no matter what happens, you can be held and that everything's good. That's all. Well, safety has certainly been a theme throughout this entire episode of like yeah. being safe with yourself and the environment that you created. And again, it was my personal experience, but it was, it had all of those, those elements. There was, there was nothing else drawing, requiring your attention except for just being you in the moment and having the experience. And I think that, yeah. that that's a huge, that's a gift to even create that. And again, as the, as the person having the experience, you also have to allow yourself to have that experience. Like no, all, no one is ultimately going to give you permission except you. Right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Ryan, fantastic chatting with you today, getting to know you a little bit better. I've, you know, had a personal experience with you in, in 5MEO DMT that was mind blowing on so many levels and certainly fit very well for me and the journey that I was on. And a lot of people I know have now gotten contact with you. So the ability to do this podcast and share it with people. And also I'm a big proponent, taking the stigma away, letting people in a safe environment get to know and listen and understand and hear what it is. And if it resonates with you, great. And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But there's a lot of stigma around uh, these types of substances out there that I just think is maybe sometimes founded in truth, but other times yeah. just Founded in misinformation. So it behooves us all to just learn a little bit more and trust your gut. If it resonates with you, learn a little bit more. If it doesn't, then there's other paths and there's other roads available for sure. Well, thank you for letting me have the conversation. This was awesome. It was amazing. I, I absolutely yeah. loved it. Um, Ryan, you and I will be seeing each other very soon. I'm looking forward to my next, cer my, my next ceremony and to uh, see what, 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 awa what awaits in the great beyond. <laughs> yes. It'd be great to see you.